the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence will shake the earth and every heart will know you are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to Heart of Messiah Radio Broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Shoresh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we're serving in Wesley Chapel, St. Pete, South Bay near Riverview and Tampa. We welcome all visitors as we desire to see those who are Jewish and not Jewish worshiping together in unity. We're honored to serve the listening audience of AM 570 WTBN and 910 WTWD, Tampa Bay's Faith Talk. Shalom, and let's pray together this wonderful day. Avinu Malkeinu, you are our Father and our King. We bless you and praise you this day. And I pray that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be acceptable to you, Lord, for you are our rock and you are our redeemer. So we bless you. We thank you and praise you. We just ask that this day would be a day where you would receive glory from us because of our behavior, because of our words, because of who we are. So we declare our love, and we thank you and praise you in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Last week, we talked about praying for the United States government, including President Donald Trump, and we talked about praying for Israel, and we can't stop now. We need all the prayer we can get. Wouldn't you agree? I I want you to receive our prayer booklet um, the one that we had from last week for the United States and of Israel. It's a combination of scriptures and specifics to pray. There's no cost to you. It's free. So call Karen at 813-831-5673 to receive this prayer booklet and also the one um, that we started with in the beginning of the year to help our quiet time, feel free to ask for that as well. And two articles that I mentioned briefly last week that you might be interested in. One is from Oklahoma Senator Jim Inhofe in 2002 called Israel's Right to the Land. And then a 14-page article called The 65 Ways Israel is Saving Our Planet. So if you're interested in any of those things, give Karen a call. Certainly any contributions that you'd like to give to our airtime is always appreciated, but certainly not required. Call her at 813-831-5673. 
As we have been focusing on different aspects of prayer all this beginning of the year, let me remind you that I'd like to start our daily fellowship with the Lord as it should include prayer, God's Word, obedience under authority, with humility and grace. A great way to start the day, wouldn't you say? So today we're going to finish up talking about prayer for Israel and venture into the next subject that I believe we should be praying for, which is civility, civility amongst ourselves, civility in our country, and so on. But let's go back to Israel and... uh, Let's continue to pray about Israel. If you remember, the last week we prayed Isaiah fifty four seventeen, which is the no weapon scripture, and that's a great scripture to pray for Israel. Also, where our help comes from, Psalm one twenty one. So today, let's look at Genesis twelve verse three and four, and pray this over Israel. The Lord said. I will bless those who bless you, and the ones who curse you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. And so I pray for Israel to be a blessing to all the families of the earth, and I pray that many countries and and peoples will bless Israel and that they will receive a blessing back. And that um, certainly the ones who curse, Lord, I'm going to leave that to you as to what you do with them. But uh, the scripture seems clear. So that's an example of how we use scripture to pray over Israel. Now, one of the greatest scriptures, I think, uh, about Israel and God's heart for Israel that I believe we should meditate on his love for Israel is Isaiah 62. So I'm going to read it to you. Uh, I'm not going to necessarily pray it today, maybe discuss a few things about it, but starting with verse 1, for Zion's sake, I will not keep silent. For Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her righteousness shines out brightly and her salvation as a blazing torch. Uh, you know, I almost have to stop there. I'm sorry. I, you know, it, it is such a great scripture that we won't keep silent until Israel is, is seen as righteous and, and her salvation as a blazing torch. I mean, wouldn't that be amazing as we look to see in, in Romans where it says, and all Israel will be saved. And, 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 and it talks about salvation as a blazing torch. Once again, the people of Israel, the people of uh, the Jews going throughout the world, sharing the good news of Messiah. Oh, that would be an amazing time, wouldn't it? any rate, verse 2, nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You will be called by a new name which Adonai's mouth will bestow. You will also be a crown of beauty in the hand of Adonai and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. I mean, you really get a sense of what God is saying about Zion, about Israel. And, and the people. In verse 4, it says, No longer will you be termed forsaken, 
No longer your land term desolate. Instead, you will be called, My delight is in her, and your land married. For Adonai delights in you, and your land will be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so your sons will marry you. As a bridegroom rejoices over a bride, so your God will rejoice over you. Uh, Again, wonderful words to pray over Israel, over Jewish people. And then we get really something that we should listen to in verse 6. Because maybe we're one of those watchmen. It says, On your walls, Jerusalem, I have set watchmen all day and all night. They will never hold their peace. You who remind Adonai, take no rest for yourselves and give him no rest until he establishes and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Okay, so are we going to pray for Israel? Until God establishes them and makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Right now they're talking about dividing Jerusalem or putting our embassy in Jerusalem. But neither really presents Jerusalem as a praise in all the earth. But I believe God can do it. And I think this is something that we have to pray for, right? Verse 8. Adonai has sworn by his right hand... And by a strong arm, surely I will never again give you grain as food for your enemies, nor will foreigners drink your new wine for which you have labored. But those who have gathered it will eat it and praise Adonai, and those who have gathered it will drink it in the courts of my sanctuary. God's promising to really never leave Israel again without you know, not allowing foreigners to to come in. And and so we need to pray this. In verse 10, it says, go through, go through the gates, clear the way for the people, build up, build up the highways, remove the stones, lift up a banner over the peoples. And oh, I'm just longing for the day that Israel does this, because then it says, behold, Adonai has proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to the daughter of Zion, Behold, your salvation comes. See, his reward is with him and his recompense before him. See, it's all about Yeshua, the Messiah, coming to Zion, coming to Israel. Then they will call them. In other words, the people of the world will call the people of Israel the holy people, the redeemed of Adonai, and you will be called sought out a city not forsaken. What a tremendous promise. What a great scriptures to pray over Israel. Let us be, uh, in, let our hearts desire what Yeshua desires, what the Messiah's heart is, which is for Israel, for the Jewish people. Look, I'm not saying that God is only for Israel and only the Jewish people. Of course not. But but there is a special uh, understanding through Scripture that that God's heart begins here and then spreads out to the entire world. But the world has forgotten Israel. The world has forgotten the Jewish people. And it is time as believers that we go to God with the remembrance 
of what God desires and in the order God desires it. So would you join me as we pray over the weeks and months for Israel, praying God's word, scripture over Israel. Like Psalm 122 says, I rejoiced when they said to me, let us go to the house of Adonai. Our feet are standing in your gates, Jerusalem. Jerusalem, built as a city joined together. There the tribes go up, the tribes of Adonai, as a testimony to Israel to praise the name of Adonai. For there thrones for judgment are set up, the thrones of the house of David Verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be at peace. May there be shalom within your walls, quietness within your palaces. For the sake of my brothers and friends, I say now shalom be within you. For the sake of the house of Adonai, our God, I will seek your good. Are you going to be one of those people who follow the scripture and seek the good of Jerusalem? It says that we will have quietness within our walls when we pray for Israel. We have promises too. Let us pray for Israel. Psalm 125, 1 and 2, those who trust in Adonai are like, like Mount Zion. It cannot be moved, but endures forever. As the mountains are around Jerusalem, so the Lord is all around his people, both now and forevermore. What a great promise to pray. You know, I think that uh, certainly we are not living, those of you who hear my voice, we're not living in Israel right now. And so just as Psalm 137 Uh, Verse 4 was in the diaspora in Babylon. Uh, How beautiful is this verse, uh, 4 through 6. How can we sing a song of Adonai in a foreign land? If I forget you, O Jerusalem, let my right hand wither. May my tongue cling to the roof of my mouth if I cease to remember you. If I do not set Jerusalem above my chief joy. That's an amazing scripture. So we as believers need to follow what God is saying. And finally, the last scripture I'll pray today over or talk about for about Israel is one you might not know about. Isaiah 31 verse 5. Like hovering birds, so Adonai Tzivaot, which is the Lord of hosts, will protect Jerusalem. By protecting, he will deliver. By passing over, he will save. Oh, I pray, Lord, that your, the Lord of hosts will deliver and save. Yes. I pray that you're inspired to pray for Israel. Look, I realize there's so many things that we are to pray for, and uh, there's no question in my mind uh, that it is great to pray for these things. You know, I I would just mention to you um, the idea 
of the Lord of hosts, Adonai Tzivaot. Um, you know, this word comes from a root word, which actually means uh, the uh, army. Um, it, it means an army of the Lord. It means to go into battle with this army. So every time you see the Lord of hosts, understand that God is saying that he has an army. And since we know we're in a spiritual battle, it is good to know that God is providing this army. And in this case, he is protecting Jerusalem, delivering them, and saving them. What a great thought as we consider uh, what Adonai Tzavaot, or the Lord of hosts, truly means. Okay, well, look, I've got to tell you what's been on my heart besides the United States, besides Israel, and I believe more importantly, this has been on Messiah's heart, and that is that we pray for civility. Well, you know, civility, I just believe, is extremely important. And you might ask, what is civility? Well, I looked it up in the dictionary, and it says civility is formal politeness and courtesy in behavior or speech. Polite remarks using used in formal conversation. So before praying for civility... Uh, Let's look at this subject and see what God says so we know why we will be praying for it and for ourselves and for our country, not just for the idea of civility, but praying this over ourselves and our country. One of the scriptures that first comes to mind when I think of civility is Romans 13, 1 through 7, because it's involving respect. And really, that's what civility is. It's when we honor and respect. And so in these scriptures, we see that we are to honor and respect our government. Um, They exist by the very will of God, right? So let's look at this and see what it says. Verse 1, let every person submit himself to the governing authorities For there is no authority except from God, and those that exist are put in place by God. So whoever opposes the authority has resisted God's direction, and those who have resisted will bring judgment on themselves. I mean, did you you hear that? That if we speak in a way that is resisting, authority that God has placed, we are going to heap judgment on ourselves? Well, that's something to think about as many people talk in the current political environment in ways that are disrespectful. Verse 3, for leaders cause no fear for good behavior, but for bad. Now, if you do not want to fear the authority, do what is good, and you will get his approval. For he is God's servant to you for your good. But if you do evil, be afraid, for he does not carry the sword for no reason. 
for he is God's servant and avenger who inflicts punishment on the evildoer. Therefore, it is necessary to be in submission, not only because of punishment, but because of conscience. Verse 6, For this reason you also pay taxes. For the authorities are God's servants, attending diligently to this very thing. Pay to everyone what is due them, tribute to whom tribute is due, tax to whom tax is due, respect to whom respect is due, Honor to whom honor is due. Wow. This is so very important. Those in authority are God's instruments for carrying out the purposes of governing and worthy of respect. When we obey the principles of this passage, we give genuine credibility, I believe, to our faith. But we may look, but you might be asking, what if it's a bad government or something? You know, I think that when we read Luke 20, 25, we do understand the separation in that sense. It says that give to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God's. Obviously, if there is a God issue, that's going to be more important than a political issue, or a government issue. How many times in the next four years are we going to hear the words, God trumps over government? <laughs> that, that, that's uh, a little scary in, in, uh, in our, right? <laughs> Come on, smile. You have to have a little sense of humor with all of this, right? <laughs> Oh, civility is a sign of respect. In 1 Peter 2, we see how God feels about respect. For us as believers, starting in verse 15, it says, For this is God's will, that you silence the ignorance of foolish men by doing good. (laughs) Not by arguing, by doing good. 16, live as free people, but not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Rather, live as God's slaves, honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. You know what? I'm going to have to stop here. Time is just, wow, I don't know where it went. But uh, it's it's all good. Uh, we're out of time today. We're going to continue talking about civility. Uh, I would think over the, at least the next week, if not the next two weeks, we're going to go deeper into the, uh, the heart of Messiah concerning this. Look at scriptures. Look at some specific things that are going on in our country and see... Finally, what we can do besides prayer, which we're going to end in prayer, right? But we want to see other things, actions that we can do to see if we can turn the tide of the way people are speaking and behaving in this country. Look, if you're interested in my free prayer booklet on Israel and uh, Donald Trump and our government, please call Karen. We can also send you the 2017 prayer booklet that's meant to strengthen your devotional time. Also, the article by Oklahoma Senator Jim Inhofe about Israel's right to the land and a 14-page article called The 65 Ways 
Israel is saving our planet. Hey, what could be better than that, right? Call Karen at 813-831-5673. If you've missed any programs, go to heartofmessiah.org and catch up. Um, We're living in an incredible time. Our recent programs have sought to give the army of believers, the hosts, right, (laughs) Uh, an ammunition to fight at the spiritual level where we can see the most good. Join with me each week as the body of believers gets larger, stronger, and more effective in defeating the enemy as we grow in our desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's close with prayer. Abba, Father. Teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua Mashiach, Lion of Judah. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.